how did All Saints go, like, you know, I didn't realise at that time that I was targeting the equivalent of Gen Z and Millennials, what people want. It, it, take inspiration from young kids that you surround yourself with. There's no designer in the world that just sits in a room on their own drawing pictures. Back in those days, there weren't that many really cool brands out there. You would just throw a party and invite everybody there. Wow, who's this new store that's got 300 people trying to get in it? I'm kind of like all of a sudden running a business. How the hell am I going to keep this up? Why did you decide to sell? Hello and welcome back to Anatomy of a Leader with me, Maria Vorostovsky. This week, I revisit my conversation with the creator and founder of All Saints, Stuart Trevor. I asked Stuart about what the reason was behind the crazy wild success in the beginning, how he grew the brand and why eventually he decided to sell the business. If you're a fan of All Saints and want to have a sneak peek behind the scenes of the early days of All Saints, or you want to grow a brand of your own, then tune in. Please like, follow and subscribe to Anatomy of a Leader. I kick off by asking Stuart how All Saints became so wildly successful so quickly. So how did All Saints go like, you know, and I'd say, well, I used to get these vintage leather jackets and I'd send them to the factory and I'd get them to make them. And, and now I'd like, they'd come in and they'd be all stiff. So I thought, fuck it, I'll put them in the washing machine. I washed them and took them out and hung them up to dry and then put them on when they were dry and they were really you know, a bit more crumpled. And I thought they were a bit hard, so I got olive oil and I put it back in the machine with olive oil, come out, it's all beautifully soft. And, but I quite like the hard ones, so I'd do a hard version and then I would do a soft version. And, and they go, yeah, 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 I understand that, yeah, leather jackets are... I don't mean it like... I mean, how did you... I mean, loads of people had loads of really nice clothes. I mean, your leather jackets were extremely nice. and Well, yes, I'll give you that. But it, it, that wasn't... And I'm like, all oh, right, sorry, I, now I know what you mean. Um, so... Yeah, what we would do is say we would open a shop in Liverpool or, or Manchester or Nottingham and we would take this sort of derelict shop and we would, you know, build it and open it and put the clothes in. So I, I would, you know, find a really cool looking person from that city and and employ them and say, right, you're going to manage the shop. And, you know, maybe they used to manage one of the other ones or that they were a friend of a friend that I knew from Nottingham or whatever, I don't know. Um, and then they would have friends of theirs and they would come down. And we produce like a flyer and I'd say, right, listen, go down to the local university or, you know, college or whatever and hand out these flyers and, 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 and tell these kids to come to this launch party. Um, and there's going to be free beer and there'll be, you know, music playing and discounts and things like that. And I didn't realize at that time, this was, you're talking 20 years ago. Um, I didn't realize I was targeting the equivalent of Gen Z and millennials. Uh, I was doing it because I knew that students will turn up for a free beer. Uh, and of course they did turn up and, they, and it was mobbed. And, and of course anyone else that was working in any other retail store would come and go, wow, who's this new store that's got 300 people trying to get in it? And, and then, you know, it kind of set that store on, the, on you know, put, put it on the map. And, um, and then they would come back the next day. But, they, but these students as well, they would buy things like T-shirts um, at 30, 40 quid or whatever and, and belts, studded belts and different things like that. And then, of course, three years' time when they graduate, they're earning 30, 40 grand a year. The first place they would go is All Saints and they would spend £1,000 a month. And, uh, and there was hundreds of them in you know Nottingham and Liverpool and Manchester and... And, and and that's how the business went because we would and then when we'd have you'd have the launch party but then every like not every single month but every couple of months we would do the last Thursday of the month we would rotate it around 
the country, we would do a, a party, like a launch party, or a, you'd get like a new leather jacket coming or whatever, a new range of jeans or something like that coming, and you, you would just throw a party, invite everybody there. So we would hold events. It was a bit, and that, that was another good thing about having your own shops is that you you have like it's almost like you you, you know being when you're in a band and and you go out touring and all that it's like owning your own your own venue it's your stage you can have a yeah it's a stage and you can have a you can have a gig every night if you want Mm -hmm. i mean obviously the last thursday of the month is good because it's everybody gets paid and they want to spend money they want to go out and cheer themselves up or whatever And, and that's kind of like how all saints so do you think you were very astute and understanding of what's happening currently in terms of you know the like the cool kids like what are they doing what's you know just being really sort of on keeping your finger on the pulse of what was going on at, at the that time point? well yeah because well I'd ha- I would have you know younger kids that would be working for me so even you know when I started All Saints at 28 uh, so I was maybe 30 to 35 years old, but I would be employing, you know, younger kids of 18, 20, and they would be, you know, um, going out a lot, and, and some of them were in bands. The, the, some of the um, kids that worked in All Saints back in those days um, formed bands, like kids that were in the shop. Uh, one, one of them was formed by, it was quite kind of funny, I, my uh, son was born when I was about 35, and I needed a nanny, and I asked a girl that was working for me um, as a you know retail director um, or you know overseeing all the shops if her her brother had come over. He was just a young 16, 17 year old kid uh, from Denmark, uh, and he was at uni or college in Denmark. And I asked her, "Can you give him this poster? That, you know, we're looking for a, a nanny, uh, and we thought you know maybe." young girl will come over and want to learn English and can come and live with us. And we didn't really have any money at the time. So we thought, well, they'd come and live with us, learn English, look after the kid as a week and work. But mm-hmm. uh, it's quite nice. We, we lived in a really cool loft in, in Shoreditch. And, and I asked her about a month later, like, you know, would, would, uh, did your brother put that poster up? She went, she goes, I'm a bit embarrassed about it. And I went, why? She goes, well, he didn't put the poster up. I went, why? She goes, he wants to do it. I went, all oh, right, OK, well, that's great. I thought, man, Manny, that's good. So uh, he came and moved in with us. Mm-hmm. He ended up, he used to sit at home drumming on the table. At, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm a drummer. I'm like, are you? He says, yeah. And I went, why don't you bring your drums over? So he brought the drums over. And with the other kids in the shop, he, he, they, they formed a band called The Rakes. And, and, and they ended up having, like, you know, top 10 hit. And Amazing. With a 22 grand job in the city. Back in those days... There weren't that many really cool brands out there, um, so yeah, I, we would we would end up in every city that we went to. The staff would end up like, almost like rock stars in 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 Nottingham or whatever. We, if I ever went up there, they we, they would take me to the local like the the best the coolest bar or you know club or whatever. But they would be sending over bottles of champagne and they were like all saints were, were you know these kids would i'm like are they just doing that for me and they're like no they do it every weekend they want they they want us to be in their bar because mm-hmm. that makes this bar seem cool so yeah we, we we would end up having like you know lots of really cool young kids that came to work for us and then i would you know of course ask them what were they into and what did they like and they used to laugh at me and say 
why are you asking me? Like, you're the founder of All Saints. And I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't design every single thing of myself. You know, I asked young people what they're doing and what they like and, and then kind of like go away and put the collection together or, you know, that, that's kind of how it works. You know, that's how, you know, no, there's no designer in the world that just sits in a room on their own drawing pictures and... Doesn't happen clothes. in a vacuum. No, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Mm. It's, you absorb things from, you know, a younger... Because I'm selling to, you know, younger people as well. So I want to know what... And, and older people that are 35 to 50, they don't want to look like a, an older person who's 35 to 50. They want to look like a young, cool, 20-year-old who's out having fun and, you know, living an exciting life sort of mm. thing. So even... So you, you're better to aim at that kind of... Um, demographic and 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 then you know the the older people will, will buy into that and all that i mean of course you have you know your basics your staples and and things like that and that's what you end up making all the money from but um mm. but yeah as far as like a, an image or um having a, an idea about you know what people want it, you, you take inspiration from um younger kids that you surround yourself with yeah mm. With it being such a huge success and, you know, doing so, so well, why did you decide to sell? People ask me this all the time. We, I didn't need to. Um, we were, we'd, we'd gone from, you know, this small independent, you know, designer label selling to other people to uh, having uh, 13, 14 of my own shops, including like the... the, the the last shop I opened was uh, in Spitalfields, um, the big one on the corner there opposite Spitalfields Market. They were doing, they were all doing really well, incredibly well. We were doing about 15, 13, 14, 15 million turnover. We were started out in the beginning. You would, you know, design a jacket like this and you would order 50 of them or 100 of them. What was happening by that point is I was ordering. So you, you, you write down, you've got 15 shops. This is how I used to order for Reese when I worked out when I was a kid, whatever. So you'd work out each, each shop and then you'd put them into tiers. So there'd be, out of those 15 stores, there would be five that are selling four times as much as the other stores. So that they would be a tier one and then you'd have a tier two of another five and then you'd have tier three of another. So you'd write down, you'd, but you'd end up ordering 500 of this jacket. Mm -hmm. Then it became a, but that's just this jacket. Then then there would be this t-shirt, then there would be this scarf, then there would be a leather jacket, then there would be, and you, you, you'd have to order like, you know, 200, 300, 400, 500 pieces. Then, you know, they would come in, some things would sell out in a weekend. I mean, we, we used to have shop managers ring me up on a Saturday and say, I would guess how much we did this week, <laughs> today. Like, I'd be like, I've no idea. Go on, have a guess. I'm like, well, I don't know. You did what? You, how much did you do last week? They went twenty-five grand, I went, which was you know a lot of money to, on a Saturday in a shop in Birmingham or whatever, you know. And uh, and I'd go, oh, I don't what twenty-seven? No, twenty-eight? No, thirty? No, thirty-five? Keep going. <laughs> Fucking up. How much did you do? Keep going. Oh, 40. Keep going. No way. There's no way you've taken over 40 grand today like that, mate. We've took fucking 52 grand wow. like that. But like, Jesus Christ. Most people would be jumping up and down with joy. I was like, how the hell am I going to keep this up? You know, I'm ordering 500 of a jacket now and 1,000 of a jacket now. And, I, and I've got 
you know, you're ordering it month, you know, two months, three months in advance. So I've got, I'm juggling all these balls, and it's it became quite stressful, it became difficult to sleep at night, um, which I never, you know, I'm just a normal. You know, I come from a council estate in Dundee. I'm kind of like all of a sudden running a fucking business, 15 million turnover. I've got to order a thousand leather jackets of this, and and then you that's not enough. You've got to order two thousand. You're like, gee, what? They don't want them anymore. I mean, little did I know that that biker jacket that I designed 25 years ago, they're still selling a couple hundred, you know, 500 a week. Or whatever. Have one sense. in this house. <laughs> yeah, you could. and it's yeah. um, but it was stressful, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so somebody came along and said to me that they would take all that stress off me, they would run the business, and I could just concentrate on design, which is what I wanted to do. I, I just thought, wow, this is amazing. Uh, that'll be a, such a relief. I can sleep at night. That was Stuart Trevor, creator and founder of All Saints. I'm your host, Maria Vorostovsky, and I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe or follow button and I'll see you next week.